I want to set a scene for you. This is John McClane meeting Hans Gruber for the first time. And Hans, or a.k.a. Andres, you're going to have to try to disguise your accent. Mm-hmm. All right. You remember the scene, right? Hey, who are you? Hey, Carlos. Uh, hey, what's going on? I am not Hans. I'm not Fancy B. I am the new, improved um, Andres. Andrew. Call me Andrew. <laughs> oh, hey, Andrew. How are you? Very well. Do you... But you're at work already. I I am. Yeah, you just want to be a new person at I work. I want to. Yeah, I oh. want you to tell me that my. What do you like? I have no accent. Yeah, I mean, Andrew, what do you like? I where is Fancy? Where is he? I don't know. You st- <laughs> this is so. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Yeah, you failed. Welcome to another episode of SOS VHS. Today, in the spirit of the holidays, we're talking about my favorite Christmas movie, or is it a Christmas movie? Die Hard. What do you think, Carlos? Is, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? <laughs> I burped. <laughs> yeah. I um. Uh, yes, it is. I really believe it is. Yeah, I think there's a big, you know, it's in dispute. People... It's like an internet thing. Yeah, it's an internet thing. I was looking it up and it's like, oh, some people think it's in the list of like best uh, Christmas movies of all time. And other people say like, that makes no sense. This is not a Christmas movie. And people get mad if you even ask the question. Right, right. They're like, oh, it's like not even. I feel like we're doing it like double (laughs) ironically or something. Right, right. (laughs) Now, I always like. Christmas to set up any sort of like action thriller movie. I you think and Shane Black? Yeah. yeah. I, I think it adds a little level of like, I don't know, it's uh, fun and the music is, you know, I love using Christmas music as like horror or action, you know. Totally. It's, it's just a fun time and everybody has this nostalgia about family or whatever growing up. Christmas is something mm-hmm. that is very universal. It heightens everything too. People are stressed out. They're spending right. Like people are traveling more, like crime the around parties, the parties, there's yeah. the holidays, there's all of that stuff. So it's a good, great time to set uh, a movie, I think. You know what movie I really love that's a Christmas movie that like Shane Black wrote, the guy who wrote Lethal Weapon? Yeah. Uh, was, um, fuck, now I'm forgetting the one with Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer, where Val Kilmer plays a gay guy skeleton. Do you know this movie? It's I don't. Robert Downey. I'm I'm Ellis, by the way. And you killed my brother. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh yes. Hey, what's up? John McClane. Okay, well there was but, this is personal. But it is true, like uh Lethal Weapon, another action movie of the time that happens over Christmas and school. Exactly, yeah. Um uh do Kiss, you... Kiss Bang Bang was the name of the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I see, I see, yeah. Yeah. So fucking good. Yeah, George and I wrote a movie that's called Jingle Jingle Bang Bang. Oh, that's it's, so funny. It is a Christmas action movie with <laughs> a little bit of Shane Black in it. Um, so uh, do you remember when you watched this for the first time? Yeah, probably like on cable in the mid-90s, honestly, right. where you couldn't say yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. <laughs> right. Sorry, YouTube. Right. So, uh, no, I, I went to the movie theater. I might have been like nine. In Spain. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I was so blown away by it. I loved mm. it. It's, it's been in my list of movies that I, you know, if it comes on TV, I will just 
keep watching. I've seen it too many times. Right. That I, I can't even like rewatch as right. much. Like yeah, yeah. on this island. <laughs> yeah. Like I, if you notice every night when we go to bed in our hammock, <laughs> yes, I we... don't choose Die Hard to watch at night. Yeah. I, I, I didn't rewatch it for this time because it's also very much engraved. I, I did. In, yeah. In my, in my brain. I like but... number three the most. Number three, so which is good. also a John McTiernan, who I, I was a huge fan of this director. His name is John McTiernan. Okay. He had only done two movies before this, but the year before he did Predator with, with Arnold. Oh, okay. Wow. And I think until Die Hard, so Sylvester Stallone and Arnold uh, did redefine or kind of like staple what action movies were. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the 80s and it's like these big guys all muscles no shirts yeah kind of like a superhuman type of of guy who they really they don't get hurt they they are super powerful yeah and it's a type of like i mean i don't associate action movies with that with the 80s those are not my favorite although i watch them and i like them i like 90s ones the most i think when this movie came it changed that paradigm and now we have a pretty much a normal guy uh in an um, you know trapping unreal circumstances Steve. and he has to write yeah. and also die hard did create uh, a genre oh yeah you know the, not yeah. only an action movie but like the die hard die hard on a bus speed right mm-hmm. die hard on an airplane are high on a mountain die yeah. high, you know they the people start using die hard as a, as a genre in, in itself it's so good i love how um, yeah I love the normalization of like the guy, like like no one looks like Arnold or so or Sly, you know what I mean? Right, so right. I love how it like even when he arrives at LAX, he's just like a guy, a baggage claim with like a jacket and a teddy bear, right? The like, whole thing. It's it's uh obviously and for Bruce Willis, I mean this movie is full of like firsts because it's mm-hmm. like Bruce Willis was on a TV show called Moonlighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was kind of a romantic interest. Like this cute guy in a comedy world, not not really an action hero. Yeah. The first time they that that they play this trailer for an audience, people laugh so hard at Bruce Willis. Oh wow! That I the marketing know. campaign changed completely. They took him out of the posters. They wow. they put just the building on the posters for a while. You know, a That's month crazy. before release, because Bruce Willis was a nobody. Yet. Yeah. Uh, like, who's this guy? He's going to take on all these terrorists kind of Yeah, thing. it's like, oh, the guy, the, the romantic guy. is like yeah. the telenovela guy is now an action movie. Oh, that's uh, wild. Star. It's like if Ross was in it or something. Right, right. So, and, and actually, yeah. they couldn't cast McLean. They yeah. they did I went out Ross. to, to Sylvester Stallone and Arnold uh-huh. and, and um, all the usual suspects of the 80s. Yeah. Sorry to be going on a tangent, but I hated Ross too. Yeah, <laughs> Ross is annoying. He was so annoying. But I feel like if you say you don't like Ross, that's like it's it's not anti-Semitism. I just don't like Ross. Just the character. The character <laughs> yeah, is just. Yeah. I actually like him. Really? I yeah. I didn't like anyone on Friends, to be honest with you. I love Friends. So I was obviously a Seinfeld guy. So like when Matthew Perry died. Yeah. I like Instagram like Kramer forever. I'm joking. I didn't, I didn't, oh, I didn't come on, that. <laughs> I think. Come on, Matthew Perry and I are good friends in the afterlife. Friends, friends was uh, one of those things that uh, really were well internationally. So I see, I see. For me, Seinfeld didn't translate. I wasn't able to watch Seinfeld until it's just. I thought it was more less universal. More you have to understand the U.S. culture a little better. The New York thing. It didn't land on me as, as uh, I mean, I think Friends was so universal. And actually, that's why it 
it was so easily translatable everywhere. Could Bruce Willis have played Ross? <laughs> I think so. I don't think so. But I'll say this about Bruce Willis, he's also in Friends. Right. Yeah, he, yeah everybody was in Friends at one point, right? Like yeah. but but Bruce Willis Paul Rudd. I think this movie redefined him completely and our image of Bruce Willis, if you are a little bit on the younger side, mm-hmm. it's it's shaped by you always think of Bruce Willis first as an action. Oh, a million actor. percent. You don't think of him as like, you know, everything he has done prior to that was he had a completely different career. Yeah, it's so crazy to think about his career before that because I'm at the age, I'm 36 now, where to me, right. Bruce Willis was only an action star. Yeah. So I was born, I was one when this movie came out. Right. So yes, this this movie came out uh, and, and, and yeah, 89? 88. 88, 88. His Predator was 87. Yeah, yeah. That was my first movie. Okay. I was like cool. a newborn in the theater apparently. That's funny. Yeah. And I don't and I don't remember like the first movie I got, like I was taken to see like a kid movie or whatever, but yeah. like I know Predator was my first. That's cool. I would have been like 3 months or something. Right. It was like a summer movie and I was I, born in I, April. I So the skeleton gave me a little secret about LA movie theater watching and apparently there is this thing at the Grove where you can take your newborn and our kids and the kids can cry and and people don't complain because oh, everybody. Oh really? Goes. Oh, did you go? I haven't gone yet because I I couldn't find I'm exactly. Stuck on this fucking island. Yeah, I'm stuck here, but I wanted to do it because yeah. like, how else am I gonna watch movies? If Wait, not? is there a grove on this island? There's yeah, a mall it's here? like you have, to, you, have, <laughs> you have to take a special you know uh, rescue ship first. I see. Go. So I need to go to Zara. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm wearing is this bloody, uh, bloody tank top I got from the pilot. Right. Took it off his body. This is his um, blood. <laughs> another great thing about so this movie starts that kind of that nineties trend of action movies. Joe Silver produced this movie. He's a, yeah, one of the famous. biggest uh, action producers with Jerry Bruckheimer that redefined the nineties. Mm-hmm. Joe Silver would be, you know, the Matrix exactly movies yeah. like that, and and he had worked with John McTiernan on Predator, mm. so he wanted him to direct this movie. Uh, John McTiernan said that terrorists are so boring and they're not likable. I, if I'm taking on this project, I want to change that to bank robbers because those are more likable characters. Which I see. I think he had a point. Yeah. And I think it made the movie less serious. And then he had a second writer rewrite the movie for jokes. Oh, to cool. make it a punch, well a punch up. Yeah, and just add all the flavor for for. Bruce's character, which I think adds a lot of like that action comedy thing. Of course, yeah. To have someone come in and like develop the character is like a beautiful thing. I'm so glad they did that. Imagine this movie without like without the humor, without ho ho ho, or yeah. God, what does he say? Like fucking California. That's like a famous line. Like those are like definitely like punched up things because they. Like, if you're writing, like, uh, interior airport, like, he's looking around, like, like you need to add some sort of flavor. And I just don't buy that that brain can also add a joke. Yeah, I I think, I don't know. I think they found the magic ingredient to do that. Yeah. And I think a lot of the action movies that come after have that balance. Even today, we'd say, like, the MCU. Oh, yeah. Has the, We've talked about their humor. The perfect balance between the action and the self-consciousness of, like, okay, it's not taking it well, I disagree. seriously. I think it's it's too <laughs> jokey. It's and too it's jokey. not funny. I see. Remember, but, like the Hulk, right, like, right, right. Ironic. But I think like that's the <sighs> difference between basically the DC and the and the you yeah. know how serious and how successful that is. And I think the action movies with 
I mean, you're blowing stuff up. It's obviously, you know, you can take it the Christopher Nolan route and make yeah. it make it very grounded and serious, or yeah. a little more like, okay, it's just a movie. This is just for fun. I think it's. I think Die Hard is like kind of that perfect balance. Yeah, it's not like. Like when he's funny, he's actually funny. He's funny. He's like funny. when he's in the oh yeah, a, another punch up joke has to be him in the, um, in the vents. Oh, I'll just like what does he say? Like, oh, he I'll, says I feel like a TV dinner right now. Yeah. No, well that's now I know I have TV dinner such feels a like. 70s joke. <laughs> yes. Yeah. God. No, like oh, I'll fly out. I'll have a couple of drinks. Yeah, line. have a couple like, laughs. Exactly. Like that sounds like a very punched up joke i um yeah also i mean remember he's on a hit tv show during the day he goes at midnight to or after hours to shoot this tiny like Michael movie J. Fox. like like exactly like that mm -hmm. nobody believes in him although his agent at the time i don't know how he made it he's work what? his agent yeah. at the time uh they said his agent no, <laughs> his agent yeah. uh got him five million dollars okay for this movie making making him the highest paid actor of all time for this movie oh, you that's know that's awesome and i think the the deal was like well this could ruin his career forever and this nobody else wants to make the movie yeah and How they get him five million then right i have no idea because it's five million since 1988 not yeah but i'm just like yeah, I'm wondering if it, uh, people all thought it was going to ruin his career. People are laughing in the theater. How did, like, I, 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 that's just fascinating to see how they would have done that. Right. I, I mean, they, they, they laugh after watching the trailer. Trailer, it's yeah. It's already too late. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he found it very difficult to act in this movie. He's alone most of the time. Mm -hmm. He's used to the TV rhythm of having so many people around him all the time, you know. I feel like he kills it. Oh, I think he's so, so charismatic. He doesn't have that many great roles. I think Bruce Willis that, you know, or he hits the notes high. And no, he has a couple a of those movie. things, you know, because he he did obviously Pulp Fiction. But he's not great in Pulp. I mean, he's great in it, but it's I, not like a lot of meat for him to eat. Like Die Hard 3 is incredible. Yeah, I think Die Hard 3 is great. He's great in it. Six and Sense. And then he did Six Sense. And, and I think he's one of his, my favorite performances of, of his is Unbreakable. Oh, yeah. He's so fucking good in that. And, oh, that and movie's crazy. Has, but, but then you can see like it's a lot of like phoning it in or whatever like kind of like doing that's the same thing, thing I, I like 12 time. monkeys 12 monkeys I never, I never saw 12 oh. monkeys oh it's I like movie. it's great Bright, with crazy Brad Pitt yeah I read a movie uh, I read a movie it Terry became Gilman. a movie but I read a book called This Is Not Happening I, Art Linson the producer wrote it mm -hmm. and um, it's like about him producing with Bruce Willis who's in the movie version of the book and how mm. difficult Bruce Willis was and how like when yeah. you would ask him to shave, he would like hold up production. But he was just like, I think he had a crazy big ego, probably stemming from that five mil. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know if and at this point in his career, but later on, like I, I remember reading about the, the Expendables, how he kind of oh. ruined the deal for everybody. <laughs> actually have to, Sylvester Stallone had to kick him out and, and because he couldn't get a, I think he wanted a million dollars per day he was so upset or whatever he was because he's with like his buddies and he's like i have to make the most money i i kind of get it like he's out of his mind so yeah and, and he got to this point where like in the la last years of his career before he got sick where any production in europe could get him he would just fly in do all his lines in four days and come back and you will have to pay him a million dollars yeah, it's not like the new version of making movies. Like that's how Nicolas Cage is in a movie. Right, a, a lot of a lot of this uh, uh, 
A-listers who then become B-listers go to Europe and do those type of movies. Yeah. But in any case, like, like this, this, time in Hollywood. this movie made him a star. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think well-deserved. I think he's very charismatic, very... Um, I don't know. You can feel the the stardom, I, yes. I think, in, in in him. But also, this movie was very different from Predator, from all the the early '80s um, action movies. I think the way that they shot it, it well, that it feels it feels more realistic, more grounded, uh, more fun. I think it it doesn't feel like that supernatural. It feels like oh, yeah. this could happen. Oh yeah, it's very realistic. Like there's gunfire on the roof. Right. I I, I remember watching. Like, like a commentary or something where they were saying they shot him very like from low angles so that um or like they know not from low angles they shot him in a way that would make the building look very large around yeah him. yeah like those low angles small guy. Saying, yeah absolutely yeah. even at the elevators when he walks in right it's very like uh like he's like in a grand castle or something yeah so I always it, thought that was like fascinating about that. That building. Yeah, and there's a lot of like handheld shots and things that weren't as used before, or mm-hmm. cutting in mid-action, like like the way that you know more like. I mean, John McTiernan, although he is very famous for his action movies and his mm-hmm. like very commercial films, he was like a film lover, right? And he, yeah, a lot of his reference were like french new wave and things that are more artistic mm. so he tried to use some of those techniques uh cool. in, like the, in the big big blockbusters and i think it's funny that the, the, i think the director has a great kind of fascinating life and career because he so he makes predator huge hit he makes die hard huge hit mm-hmm. he doesn't do the second one but does the third one yeah obviously like very clearly too so. the the same kind of vibe and, yeah. and really cool but then after that, I mean, his first movie is called Nomads, and it's a kind of a horror supernatural movie that he oh, wrote with Pierce Brosnan. So he, he's part of his roster, and cool. Predator uh, Arnold is part of his roster. So then he yeah. does The Last Action Hero with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, he made that? I love that movie. And then No one liked it. He does I The Thomas it. Crown Affair with Pierce, Pierce Brosnan. I never saw that. Oh, that's a really cool it's movie good. in like the, I think it's 1999 or 2000. Yeah. And then he made a movie with Antonio Banderas called The 13 Assassins or 13. Yeah, I think I remember Warriors, that yeah. something that wasn't that good. And then he did Roll, Roller, Roll, Rollers? No, it's like something like Roller Blade, Roller. Like Roller Girls or something? No, it's a pretty, it's an action movie, pretty bad. Okay. And this is, let's say, the beginning of the 2000s. Mm-hmm. And then after making that movie, the FBI arrests him oh hilarious For he what? goes to jail because he had a huge dispute with the producer of that movie and he hired a private investigator to tab wire his phones and and all of that big story when i moved here in 07 right the tap wiring of stars and how illegal that is in california right so he he gets to go he goes to jail and then he disappears and now i think now 20 years after he's gonna make a new movie yes he's been collecting Uma, money Uma that whole Oh, he had to do. He he declared bankruptcy after coming out of jail. So, like someone wow. who was like a huge star, A-list director in the in the nineties, becomes completely false that from sucks. grace. I feel like that's such a bummer for him. Like, yeah. Oh, he did the the, the hunt of the red October with Sean Connery. Of course, yeah. So he had like those nineties like big hits. I would tap wire like George. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like, and if I went to jail, he, I'd he be would like, deserve it. You know. Yeah. 
That's his attitude. He said, like, jail was great, you know, that kind of type of attitude. Oh, I love that. That's a really good guy. So, like, when I went to military school, within a day, I was like, I'm having a blast. Right. We got Spider-Man on later. <laughs> like, we're going to have some, like, good Gatorades. We're going to have some laughs. Right. This guy has chewing tobacco. So that's kind of yeah. like the attitude that he I like took. that. And then he eventually had to, you know, he completed his arrest at home and all of that. Well, I was going to tell you. If I ever went to jail, my plan is to go to this jail in Beverly Hills. Oh, you what? Yeah, that's where they're gonna put you. Well, no, you can transfer if like you don't like kill someone or something. But mm -hmm. it's like a hundred and fifty a day. It's like staying at a Holiday Inn or something. But you know, you're there for years. It's it's gonna add up. Mm -hmm. But like you know, still. So you have to pay for being in jail. Exactly. That's that's because it's like nice jail. It's like going to jail like in Sweden or something. That's so funny. Yeah, I would... John McClane wouldn't send anyone to that jail. <laughs> What's up? John McClane wouldn't send anyone to that jail. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, no. no way. I'll pay so he doesn't go to that jail. Right. No <laughs> No way. No way. Um, <laughs> so another huge thing about this movie is uh, the bad guy. I thought uh, mm. I thought it was amazing. It always stuck with me. I didn't know who Alan Rickman was at the time. Yeah. But when I saw him on, on, on this movie, it's like, oh. There's something about this guy that is very He's charismatic. Awesome. It's a great bad guy, Hans Gruber. Yeah. And uh, obviously later he had an amazing career. He just recently died. Yeah, uh, super sad. Uh, and he was, you know, Harry Potter mm -hmm. and uh, all these great movies. But this was his first movie. It was? He was a big uh, Broadway um, play, you know, okay. actor on, on a stage. Okay. And... And it's like, okay, that's uh nobody know who he was. So yeah. basically this the casting was a little bit like wild like that. It's like yeah. everybody became huge. So intentional, obviously, to cast yeah. like uh professionals that aren't famous yet, yeah. basically. I but, couldn't I couldn't help but uh see Snape. Oh. I rewatched. I just I oh, because of funny. Harry Potter movies. Yeah. And I know this came way before Way and, before. Way, but, way before, but I just like Professor Snape, <laughs> yeah, because he's so he's so great in that role too. He's that... so great, I, but I think... I never watched all the Harry Potters. What? But yeah, did you I... watch any of them? Yeah, I watched like, all the... of them. I watched the first one and then I played the video game. Right. So on PS Five. I mean, maybe we'll, well, one day we can do a Harry Potter theme because the, per, be the first couple of Harry Potters are more in the world of like the Spielberg eighties. You know, actually Christopher Columbus directed. Yeah, them that's what like, it feels like. They they Home Alone that yeah. thing, and then. And then they take a little bit, as they grow up, the characters, they take a little bit of a darker turn. The third one is, you know, Alfonso Cuaron directed the third one. The video game's so awesome. And it's, uh, yeah. I do remember me talking about it nonstop. Video, like, yes. And I remember Bobby also loving the, the game. Bobby took his PlayStation 5 to New York City. Right. We were there for, well, he was there for a couple of weeks for Sex in the City, but like, who Not loves a, hotel room. a PS5 across the country? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's like a. I mean, like video games is a, they'll be the next thing, you know. I think like I mean they are already, but the moment where video games get a little more, I feel emotional like movies. Oh yeah, you are doing your own movie and controlling. They're the doing that already. It's, it's so close. Yeah, it's like there and so close in my opinion. Although like right now I'm about to play Super Mario RPG, <laughs> which I'm yeah. really excited about. Yeah, I, lo I love all of that stuff. I, I told you, I, I I try not to play because I, yeah. I don't want to get addicted to it and then hours pass by and I haven't done it. Well, even in the Spider-Man 2 game, the mm. story is pretty good, 
but like it feels like they can take risks that like movies can't or something because the stakes are so much higher ironically yeah. don't like the video games make more money anyway yeah i mean it's like different industry but yeah and right now i th- remember when the batman the dark knight thing uh the what's, what's it called arkham asylum yeah that's game, like, the game made they as were much cool. as the movie yeah have they ever made a diehard game there, I don't know if there's a diehard game. I, there, there is. There is a diehard game, but it is not in the vein of the games of today. It was, okay. You know, there were like, I think there were so many uh, also board games and things like that. It'd be cool. It'd be like Metal Gear Solid or something. Yeah, yeah. It'd be cool to play a diehard game. I, I think they, they were to do it today. It'll be so much fun. There should be games of like current things happening. Yeah. Like, you should be able to fight in the Ukrainian war, and but, like, digitally. I and, see. like, you know, like, yeah. to feel like you can help or something mm, like that. Yeah, help Zelensky. Yeah. <laughs> or you can be Putin. Exactly. I don't know. Well, I, I would I play you at night. Over... I would call you and be like, hey, I, can I be Russian this time? <laughs> yeah. What, why are um, the foreigners always the bad guys in the in the 90s movies? I, I think it's, like, uh, reminiscent of the Cold War. <laughs> Yeah. That's what I think. I'm like, because in 2002, every movie was about like people from the Middle East. Like, like, God, there's like every Denzel Washington movie was about like, you know, something happening in a big city post 9-11. Or Eastern European. Yeah. I think the Russians have been big bad guys, right? Obviously the Cold War and everything, the Nazis, and then therefore all the German. mm -hmm. Uh, Because even right on, on Die Hard 3, uh, Jeremy Irons is playing Hans Gruber's brother. I love the cut they do when he has the hangover in the car and they just cut to Die Hard 1. Yeah. But there's no sound. I'm like, that's so powerful. I that love... shot is so impressive. It's incredible. I mean, especially... imagine doing that in the 80s and making it look good. I'm like, do you know how they would do that? Yeah. Actually, the the way that they shot that. So at the very end. and They threw him off the building. A, spe- a spoiler alert, but I mean. I yeah. guess at this point everybody has seen Die Hard. At the very, very, very end, people got shoots. mad. At me. Can I just say that? Yeah, people got mad at me for spoiling uncut gems. That's so funny. <laughs> it, it came out in 2019. I guess yes. It's difficult to talk about movies without talking about them and just very. So, but in the new ones, we have to be careful. I agree with that. I think that the new movies we shouldn't spoil at all. Yeah, like that's. I don't think that's cool. But for. Like yeah, this this is, this is uh, en- enough yeah. has passed. Yeah. Yeah. So the last one of the last shots of the movie is like uh, Bruce Willis shoots uh, Alan Rickman or McLean shoots Hans Gruber, and he crashes through the glass and falls. Right. And the fall is not your classical fall from afar where you see someone falling. It's like you are on a close up and he's falling. Right. It's really cool. So it looks real. At that point, a few people who have been working at it. ILM, mm-hmm. which is uh, industrial industrial light and magic, the mm-hmm. George Lucas's um, uh, visual effects company that mm-hmm. he created for Star Wars. Some people segregated and created their own company. Uh, they took a couple of these shots for this movie, and and one of them was this the ending. So the way that they shot it was like a more classic green screen. In this case, it was a blue screen, okay. but they hung him 40 feet in the air up in the air mm-hmm. and they fell a gigantic like airbag that yeah. was blue yeah and then 
they just threw him there. And because it was nighttime and all that, photography-wise, <coughs> they were able to, one of the first, like, kind of digital shots. Because yeah. the rest of the movie, every explosion is real, right? Like, everything. The rooftop in, is very real. They, like, they did, like, miniatures and, like, more traditional special effects. But this one, they, they did that first green screen or blue screen. But I guess the way that they, I mean, 40 feet is pretty high. Yeah. And I think they, they, the story goes as they, they were rehearsing and say, okay, we're going to do four, three, two, one, go. And, and so Alan Rickman is ready for that. And they went four, three, two. And they, yeah, which is great. They threw him and said like, oh, that look of fear that he has in the first instant is real. That's awesome. And you can, I mean, I love that shot. It's like, it stays with you. Yeah, it's super famous. They play it like at the Academy Awards. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And then, yeah, also a movie that was nominated for four Academy Awards. Oh, it was? The first, yeah, all the technical stuff, like visual yeah. effects, sound effects, uh, best sound and best editing. Yeah. Uh, but still, like, we're talking about, like, action movies were not considered for awards and all that. And Beautifully shot. Like, oh, yeah. Sunset in West LA. I mean, absolutely, they capture it so incredibly. That neighborhood and the ocean not being far. Oh yeah, I the, mean, it's pretty. The as DP, uh, the the director of photographer, his name is John Devon, and he is funny because he became then a director and he directed Speed, which oh, wow. is basically Die Hard, Die Hard on a Bus, bus yeah. right? Uh, Same area, and is the DP that did um, and this. Early '90s, also um, Basic Instinct, like movies that are very well shot. And we should do Speed. I love how the first 40 minutes is like a not even on the bus. Speed is yeah, it's but it's, I think I Speed that. is the best thought of the Die Hard. Yes, you know, it's spinoffs. Yes, it, oh god, so good. so so fun too. You know what I watched last night? What after this? Yeah. I watched uh, Good Time, the Safi Brothers movie. Rob. Oh, I love that it's on one fucking with Netflix Robert Pat right Pattinson. Yeah. Oh man, that's so good. Love I, that movie. It's so intense. I've seen it like four times. Like the drumming during like the like bank robbery in the beginning. It's straight out of Heat. Yeah. It wrote like I feel like it's like like the firstborn son of Michael Mann's Heat. Like I feel like Michael Mann would be like, "This is sick." And yeah. So many close-ups. Like it just feels tight. You know what I mean? All just tight on him, right? Movie. It just yeah. feels like. I mean, again, and then Heat is a little bit uh, after Die Hard, but I yeah. think like. That type of genre of the modern action was born with realistic movie. action. That's what like he and like I was thinking that last night with Good Time, how like this is like if you're there and the music is amplifying how serious this is and like yeah. the heart races like of the two like or the heart racing of the two robbers. It's yeah, incredible. Yeah, it's a it's a I mean. Who doesn't love action? But it's so funny that it's something that when it's done beautifully. Yeah, it's like it's like ballet or something. It can really blow your mind away. Yeah, and actually talking about ba ballet, like one of the ba the bad guy yeah. with the right with the long blonde hair that is mm -hmm. also foreigner. He is a ballet dancer. Yeah, exactly. And That's... he does has the movements and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I. One of the things I I don't know I, I I love how everything this movie is very Hollywood in the good in a good way because mm. like so you you said like the movie opens with that sunset the airplane landing uh and you see that he's already not a hero he's like right like his hand is on the on the armrest of the airplane yeah. like like he's clinching yeah. like he does he doesn't like to fly 
the guy tells him to, oh, do fizz with your, you know, this is the best trick ever. Yeah, exactly. So you get a little bit of uh, exposition. Like which he's is nervous that on an airplane. He's air- okay, so he's he. You get a character. You know that he. Well, you know that he kind of like likes women. Like he yeah. looks at every woman like with a, that kind of like nineties like womanizer. Because he's divorced. Uh, yeah. He's, yeah, he's he's divorced in the way of getting a divorce. He, um, yeah, he feels very much not the classical Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like a normal guy. But then also you're getting exposition, like that type of information that is that you need to give in a movie so you understand. Oh yeah, I'm but it's person. done beautifully. I yeah. think because usually it's that part where like it's very difficult to jam in in a movie because. Mm-hmm. You're getting information that is going to be crucial for later, right? So, oh, yeah. You know, he's a cop because of the gun and mm-hmm. all of that. Oh, I've been doing this for a long time. He, The guy at the airplane tells him, oh, take your shoes off and do fist with your uh, feet. That's going to be. Screw him later. It's yeah. going to be the whole key for this movie because it's going to be uh, barefoot the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So um, good. Um, and 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 then he gets to the uh, baggage claim, baggage yeah. claim, and gets that limo. And during that conversation with this annoying limo driver that is yeah. too nosy, Argyle, yeah. Argyle, he gets all the information. We know why he's why he's in LA, who he's gonna go see, yeah. with the situation with his wife, right? Yeah. Like all of that is done in a way that you have all that information, and it was done, you I know, love almost invisibly. Mm-hmm. Um. Then it's fu- funny when they get to Fox Plaza, which, by the way, the first time I went to Century City, like the Nakatomi building is still there, right? Oh, yeah. And I was and like, sweet. oh, my God, that's the that's the Die Hard building. Yeah, so which, beautiful. So at that point, it belongs to Fox. Mm-hmm. And it was a building that was all like lawyers and offices, but they have they were still in construction on the top floors oh, and okay. a couple of empty floors. So they shot on a building where they were actually working every day. Oh, that's awesome! This movie wasn't a huge. They worked it. Movie. Yeah, they did it at night. No one. Right, they that. did. Yeah, they couldn't shoot guns and do uh, make noise until after five p.m. So they would have to do certain wow. things in the day and then the rest at night. Um, but anyway, one of the things that dates the movie really easily, quickly, well, the, the gas prices. And the, yeah, the gas prices. <laughs> but when he gets to Nakatomi Plaza and you see that there's a digital, you know, yeah. uh, directory or whatever, and the, the guy says, oh, interesting toy. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's like, wow. It's like when Jurassic Park, you know, like the-, the, the That stuff's pretty cool in Jurassic Park, though. This is really outdated. Outdated. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like pretty much you know you're not to, in today, which is something- Oh, hell yeah. It's a key to- I feel like when you don't want your movie to be dated, try to not use technology too much. Of course. Now it'd be, uh, okay, you need to download an app to get into this building right. and then yeah. sign up. Uh, and then <laughs> Yeah, and in the future you have to have your implant ready or yeah, you know, like, whatever it is. We're fine. Um, but yeah, so I... I from from the very beginning, he gets there, right? The, ter- the, the terrorists are pretty cool. Because mm-hmm. they're 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 talking about like the Lakers. They're funny, right? Yeah, they're, they're funny guys. They they seem that they have this bigger purpose, right? They they dress this just bank robbery. They got that, that, that nerd is. guy, the Theo, that that does all the computer stuff. Oh yes. yeah, I like him. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the, the one color. that likes the Lakers. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's talking yeah. about James Worthy. Yeah, exactly. 
And I like the the fact that they break certain rules of like, oh, okay, I'm gonna give you, you know, I'm gonna count to three. You don't give me whatever. I'm gonna kill you. And this guy's like, you're gonna have to kill me. Boom, he kills you. Yeah. So you know that these guys are, uh, you know, uh, yeah, serious. they're serious. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not. Yeah, like everything that I've seen before. That of course it's not gonna kill anyone or yeah, it's gonna get arrested before that. No, and the, then, the body count in this movie is pretty high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is cool. Really cool. And and also, so the story goes as the, the writers are writing the... the so the... the um, this is based on a book. Okay. The book is called... I didn't know that. Something like, there's no tomorrow. Tomorrow never dies. Tomorrow never dies. Like the Bond movie? It looks like a Bond movie. Yeah. And it's a sequel to a movie mm -hmm. called The Detective. Okay. That was done in the 70s with Frank Sinatra. Wow. Frank Sinatra wanted a, a sequel to that detective movie. Mm -hmm. And the writer ended up doing Die Hard, so which is is not exactly the same thing that yeah. it was. And and but contractually they had to go to Frank Sinatra. Oh, like, I think the book is called Nothing Lasts Forever. Nothing, nothing lasts, lasts forever. forever. Okay. okay. It sounded like a Bond movie, but yeah. yeah. Oh, I, it does sound like a Bond not, movie. Nothing lasts forever. Remember nothing I have a crystal forever. skull, so I have all the information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good, good, good. Sorry. Yeah, nothing lasts forever. So they went to Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra passed, and thank yeah. God because he was gonna be like a sixty. But it, the book is like yeah. that. It's a sixty-year-old oh, really? detective going to this building. Uh, it ends with like him losing his daughter, like the same way that he loses uh, that yeah. Hans Gruber goes. And so the writer didn't know how to adapt this into a movie. I think he had a big argument with his wife. Yeah. And then left the house and say, okay, he, she's right, I'm wrong, I have to apologize. Oh, I have an idea. The movie is going to be about that. It's going to be about this marriage, and it's going to be about this guy who said the wrong thing, and, yeah. and I have to apologize. But now he gets caught in into these circumstances. Oh, I love all movies where there's like problems in the relationship. Right, right. It heightens it, everything. Becomes, becomes real. Yeah. Um, but then when they were shooting and the, the second writer was hired to do the comedy bits, mm -hmm. there were like little holes. And the biggest hole they had is like, how are they going to escape? I know that he's going to shoot him, but still they have to have a plan that makes sense. Yeah. And they, come up, they came up with that idea of like, oh, something that he has written for a TV show beforehand, I think, which was like, oh, they're going to pretend to be, uh, they're going to blow up the building mm -hmm. and they're going to come as the as the paramedics on an ambulance and they're going to escape. That's awesome. And then he's like, oh, how are we going to get an ambulance? Well, they came out on a big truck. Let's they hide the ambulance there. there. So there's a shot at the very beginning, which yeah. I, I love the shot, which is what- Where they're they, all driving in, yeah. When they no, when they introduce Hans Gruber, you, you see everybody coming out of the- of the back of the truck. Yeah. They're all yeah. coming towards camera and the camera's moving. Yeah. And then suddenly he appears and then the camera tracks back with him, kind of like giving him that importance. You know that mm -hmm. he's the main guy. But you can see totally into the back of the truck and there's no ambulance. Oh, that's so, so that funny. they shot that in the beginning and they yeah. didn't have the end written. That's so funny. And then we say, well, whatever. Whoever cares about that, there's not gonna be into the movie. We're yeah. <laughs> we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it anyway. Yeah. And then they they put that ambulance at the end. And then you have a sense when you see that ambulance coming and you know that they're blowing out the roof, it's like, oh, you've they had it figured out. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like cool. kind of a joker kind of thing. Like they, yeah. they had the perfect plan to get to get out. Uh and they figured that out as as they were doing it. And what's the art they're stealing? They're not stealing any art. They're well, stealing like uh, a treasure bond. Uh, that's right. Okay. Treasure, how do you? Because there's it? like art stuff next to it. That's why. I yes. Yes. No. But they're not. They're. they're um, 
How did you call those? Treasury things? bonds. Yeah, yeah, treasury bonds. That's yeah. what they are stealing, like a hundred, six hundred million dollars. That's in, right. In okay, I got confused while watching it again. I was like, wait, why is there like a statue from Africa there? <laughs> they have. Like, a, I don't remember this. A gigantic bald with a lot of interesting things. I, yeah, I was like, I was, I had no memory of that from like years. Of at watching the end this. of the day, a it's nothing to do with it. It's like the MacGuffin of the movie is like they're just robbing something. Exactly. Whatever it was. It it's funny because watching this, I never really paid attention to that part right i'm like what what's happening yeah because like they yeah it's 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 all a gimmick it's all yeah. a gimmick for this to work yeah i um, like the relationship between bruce and the cop from family matters so family like, matter i was about to say i yeah did you all all watch uh family matters because oh, that's course. when i yeah. first saw this movie i'm like oh but this the is, dad from family did they allow family did, matters in spain so it's yes. all black people uh yeah <laughs> we welcome them oh that's good <laughs> <laughs> and family matters happen after this so this movie of course yeah so i forgot the name of this actor and uh, reginald denny yes yes yeah so he was an actor kind of like about to give up mm -hmm. uh acting because i mean his family wasn't not that supportive except for his mother yeah and he just wanted to keep doing it he got this role mm -hmm. reginald vel johnson vel johnson okay Reginald, yeah, yeah, and and because of 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 this movie, he became, I mean, if not a movie star, he became a, a very known actor. Yeah, very he's well in a actor. huge movie. Yeah, it's a huge movie. It works really well. The relationship between the two click really well. Yeah, right. And then after that, he, I mean, he got Family Matters and other other yeah. roles, and he was able to buy a house to his mom and all of that. Of course, did I really do cool. that? Of that show. <laughs> yeah, but. Definitely, like he's the stereotypical cop, right? You see him at the beginning buying all this Fine crap. Yeah. yeah, he's not buying donuts because if I remember correctly, he's buying something that's sweet and he's saying it's for his wife, like right. danishes or something. He's yeah. buying. Yeah, I can't really tell. The okay. guy's like, doesn't the guy? This is the... not. This is for your wife, your pregnant yeah. wife. Really? Doesn't believe. Really? Him. Yeah, he's yeah, like, I thought you guys were only a donut. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's and, right. And, and, yeah. Like, and so you see him, and and you know, oh, he's gonna be a bad cop. He's just too overweight he doesn't care yeah. he's just he doesn't pay attention and then he becomes actually his only ally and just like bruce willis and ends like, up being like the 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 guy who stands up and shoots at the end you yeah. know saves bruce willis life i i love i i think because you think at the end he went there for his wife mm -hmm. he gets his wife right and yeah the movie ends with a kiss but the biggest moment, the biggest like emotional point is when the two of the, oh, yeah. the cops meet, you know? Yeah, because this movie, yeah, I love that this movie was never going to be like, oh, they get back together. Right. Because they don't. In Die Hard 3, they haven't talked in forever. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> and they, then in 4, there's the daughter. <laughs> yeah, 4 is the daughter. That, that, to me, after 3, they ruined the franchise. Oh, I hated the rest i didn't even watch the one with justin long i was like get back in your They're, apple commercial dork. yeah yeah yeah. i <laughs> god he's such a dweeb it's just not it's not the same they yeah justin they, long looks like he was created by like ai but like <laughs> yeah. a, a 2006 version like that the, the fission ai yeah he yeah he just like looks like he's every race combined like he's like designed by like aoc or something <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just I think <laughs> they miss. It's like they, they they did the same to to Indiana Jones. There is something about that time period, the way that they made movies and the way that the world was a little bit more the naive. Hulk. Yeah, and then O3. when they redid the things are just 
it's a different world and it doesn't what's work. funny is i i did like the shia labeouf indiana indiana jones, jones. i mean it's not as I, good as i the did other. too yeah i liked it but like yeah was every movie a piece of shit in 2006 like really you know what i mean no 2006 was a was I mean, well i'm like wondering if movies year. weren't as good but i just feel like certain things don't age i mean they didn't it's like indiana jones 3 ends with the four guys riding into the sunset literally yeah. riding into the sunset. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is someone saying we're done period yeah you know yeah exclamation point we're done yeah right at so that time good. i think when spielberg and lucas made that deal in the 80s lucas was already he was fascinated with serials he was doing yeah. star wars as a three and he told spielberg i have something better than james bond is yours but if we're doing this you have to come into the three pictures I and agree Spielberg that it's said, better. Okay, let's do it. So, and I think when he got to the third picture, he said, like, this is it. This is it. We're yeah. doing it. We're, we're finishing. And then when they revive it, I was very excited. I think the plot is very absurd. Oh, I agree. But and it's somehow fun. It's, it's really well Ford. done because it's, yeah, you have, it's very charismatic acting. I think yeah. the camera and all that. The look to me, it feels a little too digital for what Indiana Jones was. That's my hang up with and all the movies from that decade. Skull and the aliens. It was like, oh, the aliens. I'm okay that's with insane. the Nazis. See, why are we going now to aliens? That's yeah. why. That's why I loved it because I love ancient watching ancient aliens. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. So it was like right up that alley. So I was like, oh, I yeah, like it's this like the ancient, yeah, Indiana Jones and the ancient aliens. Where's yeah. uh, Giorgio Sakulis or yeah, whatever his name is, the guy with the hair? Yeah, he should have been in the movie. I, I, I thought. Yeah, not not worth it, and and then the newest one also was like, no. Oh, I still haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I'm waiting for it to come out to rent. It's okay, but anyway, which is probably now. <laughs> but I feel I feel that the 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 magic that certain movies have have to do with the time period where they're made. Yeah, and the culture of that time, and mm -hmm. I think today, uh, you know, you wouldn't make exactly the same movie. That's amazing. No, sense. of course so, not. But I I think yeah. I think Die Hard has all these elements that is still super fun. It's fast enough that people. I don't think you can get bored with that that movie. I would it's be, pretty tight script. I'll I'll be interested to see like what a you know twenty year old have to say. You know, post Transformers, post like cutting so fast and action movies being too fast. Let, let's do something here. Any uh, Gen Z watcher uh, comment on yeah. this video and I, let us know if you're yeah, seeing it for the first that, time, what you think but about it. I feel it. like a Gen Z watcher boring. would like it. I don't think they would get bored. And the reason why is because every scene is important. I think they would get bored with him walking in and looking around. Like, I got to tell you, I watched this show like A Murder in the North or something like that on hulu it just came out and there's like an opening scene where this girl's like walking to her train it's literally like 40 seconds on fucking hulu on fx mm -hmm. all right and i'm like yeah no one even i'm sick of this stuff unless Do it's it. at a theater and it's beautiful and it's fucking yeah. leonardo dicaprio yeah. i'll watch it but if it's just some like random person walking we're done it's with that time too too slow Yes. Yeah. So I I think this movie is pretty tight, both script and, and editing. I think it it it's fast enough. I I didn't. I mean, I have to rewatch, but I haven't felt that it was one of those things that aged badly because it did of not. that. I Probably we would have to look at representation and like look from that cultural side. Is it? They're is pretty it a, represented. Even like the well, newscaster the is and, fucked up. To the he is fucked up. He's he's doing something fucked up to the 
uh, Latin maid, the Mexican right. maid. He's like threatening her with ice, basically. Right. And that- but like, I I feel like it's a perfect representation of like L.A. in general. Yeah. Like. I actually think this movie ages really well race-wise or anything like that. Yeah, I, I would say like culture, like because culture changes so much that a lot of movies like then, yeah, it's like they represented that time period and now it's like we're in a different society. Or it's like that South Park joke that's going around where it's like Disney just says put a girl in it. Like that's like, did y'all watch the new South Park thing that came out? No. It's it's funny. I'll, I'll, tell, but, I'll talk about it But definitely after, yeah. like, you know, girls like a... Uh, minorities all of you know race sexual orientation all of that has changed so much but in terms of also because there is a beautiful moment at the end of the 80s and beginning of 90s where the special effects world is so high class Mm -hmm. and the digital hasn't taken over yet because then it comes a time when people abandon then traditional effects for the computer it's vinyl right so what you think it's like the like right musicians think it's the best way to listen yes definitely it's it's a good good symbol i think like it's vinyl to then cassette and it's like holy shit you you miss all these frequencies now you're listening to crap until yes surround sound comes so you have a period and that's what happens i think with movies too like with digital there is gonna be a moment in time that the effect that you know when you see air force one and you see that airplane crashing it's like ah yeah you know, the, it seems so i like block that out so i like air force one so bad those effects are bad and age really bad yeah until you are in today's world where the effects now you can do anything in a very high class level yeah but i think this these movies are you know that are like they have the the artisan component of like uh, you know, they they blow up. Uh, so the other big shot that they did, uh, the the ILM, I guess, uh, branch that separated from George Lucas was um, the helicopter blowing up and and coming right. And they were so Joe Silver went to them and said like, no, there's no way you guys can make this look real because mm-hmm. we're not in a fantasy movie. We're not in. Yeah. We're gonna cut it in. Among everything else that we're gonna shoot for real, we're gonna shoot a real helicopter, we're gonna shoot a real explosion, mm-hmm. we're gonna, and then we're gonna cut to this thing. Yeah, and it needs to match perfectly. Yeah, and they did that shot. Uh, crazy. Of like, you know, you see the explosion and you see the helicopter coming down, mm-hmm. and that's a miniature, a model, and, yeah, and and done a scale and all of that. So I think all of that works really well. That's you know? so cool. Or when they 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 shoot that mm, little tank, whatever mm-hmm. it's called. Oh, like the police tank. The police, yeah. right? Like they shoot, you know, and yeah. explodes and all of that. So that is done physically. They have one of those at the beginning of Straight Outta Compton too. <laughs> yes. Open, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. That. <laughs> I I saw those during the riots in 2020. You would see them on Fairfax. Like, yeah, they look like a military thing not a police car but i yeah. love when there's riots like when the <laughs> lakers won you love riots oh yeah like when to the, watch on tv or you... <laughs> oh i was in the middle of the <laughs> you... you know those other ones that's my moving day was they like cnn showed up and there's crazy riots on beverly so i was actually amongst it but i was moving <laughs> I, I wasn't like uh like... helping out <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i was like driving through smoking a joint <laughs> like Oh man, on Beverly there were like people marching, and I was just like, I wasn't one of those like driving. Beep, beep. No, I was like, I was afraid of everyone. Right. So I was like, people are armed and stuff. So I was just going around nicely. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to put my couch here. Yeah, listening to Tiger Belly or something like that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, don't roll down your windows. So it'd be like you know Kalila talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are the things that? Uh, what's your favorite moment of the of the movie or something that stands out? 
Gosh, honestly, uh, my favorite part of the entire movie is, well, I think the most beautiful part of the movie is my favorite part of the movie, which is uh, the shots on uh, Pico, not Olympic, it would be Pico, uh, going up to uh, the Nakatomi Tower Desert in West LA. Yeah, I love the shots. I, th- I love when he gets there and he first sees his ex, uh, Holly Gennaro, uh, for the first time. And I love how the sun is setting over West LA. To me, it's just uh, nostalgic and it reminds me just of my of being young i yeah. just love the i love those parts uh, I, like, I, 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 yeah. and very influential if you think later of when michael bay starts making these action movies oh yeah how much sunset and and airplanes coming like the beginning of bad boys the the rock yeah those movies have all air air uh con air mm-hmm. have a lot of this element oh yeah a million yeah. percent just like yeah like uh i feel like What's that Jerry Bruckheimer and I think Michael Bay is attached to it too. It's that movie with Mark Wahlberg and The Rock. Oh yeah. Pain and um, Gain. Pain and Gain. Pain yeah, and where Gain. they really go crazy with That's like Michael the Miami Bay. colors and yeah. stuff. I'm like, that movie is nuts. That movie's really good. That's a good Michael Bay movie. I just watched The Rock on Rogan. It was pretty good. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I mean, I'm only an hour in. You know, it's like 20 hours. Yeah, but... he's going to run for president. No, he says he doesn't want to. Yeah. Like, what it a world. A good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, Zelinsky. Yeah. <laughs> he he anyway like i i i get that and because a lot of movies back then started with that sort of like what people can call a b-roll of like just beautiful shots of a city over the credits like getting in the mood to see very the 70s but it has a, a, a purpose and I, yeah. I i feel in here like it's granted this is an la movie there's no if sans or butts about it, right? Yeah, there's yeah. He's even that, that deputy is like, is like, is he one of one of ours? He's like, no way. No, like, yeah. exactly. Yeah, like he's like, he's like, no, definitely not. Well, I think the a great thing when they the, the in terms of, I feel it's a satire too about mm-hmm. how police, law enforcement, FBI operates. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like close-mindedness yeah, yeah but also like so the the two have the two agent johnsons mm-hmm. from the fbi really look like a parody they they, they don't obviously hans gruber is so much smarter they have the than same them. name they they it's know crazy. they have this man the the, the anti-terrorist manual whatever that they're gonna yeah. follow to a t and that's gonna allow them to open the vault yeah <laughs> but it's like he goes on the on this helicopter he's doing a little bit of like this uh Vietnam uh, crazy guy of like, oh, this is like Saigon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other guy's like, oh, I was in junior high. You know? <laughs> but the analysis they do is like, well, I think they're gonna uh, kill twenty. We're gonna kill all the terrorists and twenty percent of the uh, of the hostages. Yeah. Oh, I can live with that. You know, yeah. it's all very exaggerated, but kind of like making fun of how yeah. police would deal with something like that and it's almost dis- it's disguised like in this movie <laughs> that feels so grounded too mm-hmm. it's like you kind of have to cert- like really listen for that humor you're like oh everything's kind of funny it, it's a movie where the police are the are the heroes because everybody uh, that's that's a higher authority are jokes right yeah, like, that, that guy Dwayne whatever he's like doesn't know what he's doing yeah the, 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 the right. chief of police is stupid the yeah. FBI is stupid and actually the guys, the grounded guys, the guys who actually patrol the streets, you mm-hmm. know, are the ones yeah, who- Yeah, John McClane and Al. Which has to be the opposite in real life. Like, <laughs> the guys who give traffic tickets are not, like, the people you would trust in a terrorist, like, yeah. takeover the... of a building in a but huge as a, city. But as a romanticism of- Of a, course. Of, of, of a, 
a regular guy doing of his course. job who really likes, you know, this is my job. I can protect people. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. And why, why would that, you listen? But that really would be like if you were like making a movie and like McCone was like, <laughs> I actually have a really good idea. You'd be like, you're 20 years younger than me. Get out of my face. But, but also if McCone Both shot a 13 year old kid and be like, uh, yeah, we're, we're not listening to you. Right. Yeah. Like, it's like, that's, <laughs> yeah. he messed up. He already messed up. Right. But like, nobody's <laughs> listening to him anyway. But, um, yeah, I think, I think, okay. So you love the beginning and yeah. you love like the, this kind of setting, the yeah. romanticism of LA all beautifully at sunset. A million percent. Um, I, I liked the scene where, where, uh, McLean finally meets Hans Gruber, but doesn't know it's Hans Gruber. Oh yeah. I love right? that part. And he's like, accent. He, he's looking at the little marquee in the back of names, right. Of yeah. all the people in the building. So he's like, Oh, what? Oh, I'm John McLean. What's your name? And he's, he's like, Clay. You know, uh, Bill yeah, Bill Clay, right? And he's like, he finds the name, yeah. hands him a gun. You're like, oh no, what what did you do, right? Know, so, so there's stressful. this feeling like, okay, well, he's done for. When he, he did his check, but then it's empty, right? So there's that double, like- It's a triple tri game yeah. because yeah. I love that scene. I think it's one of my favorite scenes. In the oh movie. yeah. I think it's one of those scenes that the John McTiernan wanted to put in the movie. He said like, these guys don't ever meet. I was gonna say that it feels like added. And I wanted them to meet before. How do we make that happen? So cool. And it said that it happened over lunch at a crafty table where Alan Rickman was like doing American American accent. Yeah. And people were laughing. And the writer said, "Wait a second. John McLean only knows Hans Gruber by voice. Yeah. And the, what he knows is that this guy has a German accent. Yeah." Now, this new character that he's playing, because, right, the first thing you say is like, oh, game over. Mm -hmm. He has him. Yeah. He sees the bad guy and he has a gun to his face. Now, the bad guy f flips the coin on him and is like, oh, oh, are you? And part. it changed the accent and he misses, uh speaking American. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, wow, he's so smart. Now he has- Could uh, you do that? The upper hand. I, I wish I could. <laughs> yeah. This, this Hans Gruber would be- Wait, what unfortunately, if like you, you were sick of work? And like Andrew like comes up to you on the street and he's like, "Fancy, we have to go shoot." And, you know, and then you become American. I, like, I, I, I'm I not fancy. Look, if I, I that's my dream. My, yeah, my dream is to be able to stick without. An and you accent. have to come up with a name, and you're like, "My name is Carlos yeah. Bobby," and you're like, "Fuck." I unfortunately it wouldn't. You know, yeah. I try it many times. Where are you from? I'm from New York. Everybody looks at me. Yeah. Sometimes they ask me, like, York? You know, are you from New York? Are you from California? <laughs> and you know what they're thinking, but yeah. they want to be polite, you know, yeah. because. And I try my like best. Easter but... Island, just something crazy. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, you know how Javier Bardem has this, like, undistinguishable accent when he plays the, the sugar guy in No Country for All? Yes. Like, it's, he doesn't have an Spanish accent. So but weird. He has a weird type of thing. Yeah. So I feel like maybe I can get to that point where like people cannot identify my accent, but yeah, for now, unfortunately, I'm gonna be fancy. I'm gonna yeah, I'm I'm gonna be Hans. Gruber. You could be from like Iceland or <laughs> yeah. like Antarctica or something. Yeah, You're like I wish I'm I wish. a scientist. I wish I could do it. <laughs> but anyway, I think that that scene is beautiful. Uh, they flip the the thing on him, and then you think, oh wow, Bruce Willis doesn't have the upper hand anymore mm -hmm. but then he's playing another round so it's like uh 
it's start great. discovering, discovering, discovering. Yeah. And I love that shot that the gun is hidden. Mm -hmm. You know, you like rack focus to the gun and he's like, no, he, the bad guy could get to the gun. But so the gun, hectic. Yeah. It's it's a really cool scene, Pete. I, I, I think mm -hmm. that's, that's probably one of my favorites. And I love all the, I mean, I love him in the elevator. Uh, that, oh. that shot of him like going up the elevator with the explosions. So cool. I, I always thought it was like, it's a cool action shot, you mm -hmm. know? I like him in the conference rooms, like in the fights, because you can see the city. It reminds me of the end of Collateral. Right. I, I love that. I, yeah. I think that they that looks so pretty. Well, that was one thing I had a problem with, with the guy shooting the table. Ah. Where he's, oh, yeah. <laughs> where he's just hiding. It's like, he's just shooting at the table. It's like, you're out of table. Yeah. <laughs> you're out of table. You should have killed me when you had a chance. Yeah. Thanks for the advice. <laughs> <laughs> but I think because they take it into that comedy world, you, you can do it. It, it, it works. It. It yeah, works. a million percent. You forgive it because it's, it's ridiculous. I, yeah, it's like everyone's matching Bruce Willis's bad mood and trying to like edge him off. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, like this table is like some sort of shield. <laughs> yeah. yeah, insane. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's lucky a few times because also when he's in the air ducts, you know, yeah. they, someone like goes no to the machine gun and no one hits him. But yeah, it's it's uh, still works. It still works. I think it's one of those things that the humor and I think the director was right into taking it into that world of like, I want it to be a fun movie. I yeah. can't be a serious movie about terrorism. Oh, but yeah. He likes that. And I can play with this. Because then it's like, okay, you can forgive a lot of those things saying like, oh, this is just a popcorn movie. It's a fun Yeah, if it was thing. like a terrorist movie, it'd be like, uh, you know, Zero Dark Thirty or something. Right. You have to go into that territory or make yeah. it like real. We also got to talk about the coked out 80s guy that's in the movie. The oh, yeah. yeah. Very like trapped in this time. Like this character would probably not exist today at all. It's yeah. very 80s to me. It's very <laughs> yeah. like Wall Street coked yeah. out. Like, hey, I'm going to make a deal here. Yeah, it, like because he's a cop. For he, some reason, it always felt a little real to me, like that. There's always the guy, yeah, who just is there for himself, trying to like get out of it, kind of thing. Yeah, and and a little cocky in a, in a way that he's he's not seeing the the writing on the wall. Yeah, and, and he thinks he's smarter than everybody else. Yeah, because like the intro to him, well, the intro is like trying to hit on on Holly, mm -hmm. but then Bruce comes in. And they introduce him and say, "Hey, you missed something." Yes, he's doing. So you <laughs> you you already yeah. okay? So love that line. This this guy's uh, he this guy for some reason we we put a spotlight on it. He has to come back later in the movie. Which is it's good because he messes things up. So it's like you do need him. He's yeah, not like a pointless character. Right, and then he pretends to be Bruce Willis's friend, and yeah. and then he gets himself killed. Exactly. I I I like that. Yeah, I like. Also, the it's very. Why, from all the offices in the building, they end up on Holly's office, oh, of you know, course. he becomes... Because she has a good office. Well, doesn't she want the other office? It's like they're not even in the best office. It's, it's just because you want a moment. So the beginning... So they I see think, the picture. Exactly. Yeah. And it's yeah. so well... I think it's very, uh, like, screenwriting, like, perfect, mm -hmm. right? So she's talking to the maid. Uh, Holly's talking to his maid saying... Hey, make the bed for my husband. She looks at the picture of the husband yeah. who she has in his office and puts it down. You know, and yeah. you know what that means. That it makes sense. Pick it up, though. No, but but it makes sense in terms of emotion. Like, yeah, of course, they are in a bad situation. Yeah. He doesn't want to. She doesn't want to deal with him right now. Yeah, but if a picture is put down, you know it's put down for a reason. For a reason. Pick it up. Yeah. And then there's gonna be someone who 
will reveal that picture yeah. and it comes out the worst moment exactly. for, for the character and there's like that's how Hans know mm-hmm. the relationship and I think that's all done really well yeah. uh, through visuals yeah a lot a lot of effective plants and then payoffs yeah, uh, yeah. just works really well yeah in the movie. right and and I think that's 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 the that type of writing that I mean they still make movies like that Mm-hmm. It's very Hollywood. They're planting and re- re- Yeah, they try. They try their best. To, they make movies like this. This is what movies are. But, but like, I, they're not always this like <clears throat> well done. Right. I think that when I think about writing a novel versus writing a screenplay, is like I always, you know, tell students that there is a lot of engineering yes. when doing an, a, a script that you don't need when doing a novel. You need better, maybe use of language in a in a in a novel because you're only going to read it. Mm-hmm. Script could be a little more bare bones or less uh, poetic, mm-hmm. but that engineering part where like everything you see, uh, a novel is very forgiving. You can yeah. go, you can now digress, you can now go oh, there, yeah. you go on monologue, you go on path. In a movie, everything matters yeah. and you're going to see it and you're not going to forgive any of the crap that you forgive in movie. And knowing in everything novel. matters is helpful so you know it's like the, there's the biggest thing uh you know kind of like a screenwriting like line that says like well if you ever gonna show a gun on act one you better shoot it in act three yes. you know that and and that idea of like planting things in a way that is basically not perceived like not not too conscious about it yeah but then when you see it again it's like of course the gun yeah. was there of course that picture of, of course, course he took off his shoes of course he yeah. took off the shoes and now he's like because that's the whole thing like the, the, this movie in, in spanish is called which i think is a beautiful title it's called the uh glass jungle oh crazy <laughs> and that's amazing and and it is you know and when you when i think about this movie all the time it's like what i think is like yeah he is in this glass thing trapped with no shoes and yeah. they're shooting everywhere so he cannot that's go awesome. anywhere. So Glass jungle. <laughs> glass jungle. Yeah. Because there's the die hard is very, very, it's an American expression. Yeah. It doesn't have a direct translation. That's such a cool title, Glass Jungle. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Uh, now, it doesn't make sense when you do part two or three because of course, like you, glass you, jungle you, three. you get it right. <laughs> with a vengeance. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> um. So going back to the argument of a uh, Christmas movie or not, yeah. um, I think the the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is the the big moment. So this guy John McTiernan is a fan of like heavy movies as he is. He's a fan of Kubrick. He wanted to to use the Ninth Symphony the okay. same way that they've used it in um, in um, the or- uh, Clockwork Orange. Oh, well, okay. So the biggest moment of the movie where the music is playing kind of like, uh, it feels like a Christmas music, yeah. it's not, but it's like a big fanfare. It's like they, as they are opening the ball, mm-hmm. right? It's like yeah. you hear the music. Na, 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 mm-hmm. na. Oh, Ode to Joy by Beethoven, right? Right. It's the Ninth, ninth Symphony. Uh, it, it opens up, like all the shots. Yeah. And at that point, and then the guy comes up and says, Merry Christmas, right? <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, you have a Christmas song. The Which one is it? The, um, 
Let us know. Let us know. Yeah, it's know. like yeah. I don't know what it, yeah, I forgot uh, the actual the name. The weather outside is fine. right, but yeah. and but the and fire it, is so <laughs> delightful. And it's such a beautiful shot because if you remember, they come into the you know they say goodbye to our uh, to to. Uh, the cop mm-hmm. Argyle gets them into the limousine, yeah, and then the camera goes uh, to the back of the limousine. The car, the glass is broken, but you see them kissing yeah. and the sunset, and then they, the the theme pulls up with the Christmas music on. Exactly, and yeah. for me, that's what it made it like a holiday, a holiday movie. Yeah, holiday like brings it back. Movie. Yeah. yeah, I think it's sweet. It is a it's a fun conclusion to to the yeah. movie. I think it works better at the beginning, like or in the middle, like rising the st- or raising the stakes. But yeah. by the end, it's just like a nice little button, like oh yeah, right, holiday movie. Yeah, and I'm the other big moment is the ho 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 moment that you yeah mentioned. of course like okay he puts the hat on 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 the that's the most stairs. direct on the nail like yeah. this is like during Christmas time kind it's of deal. yeah I mean in the very opening that they're he talks sh- about it yeah. it's a it's a Christmas holiday party at the that's right at yeah, the place of yeah uh so if people haven't seen Die Hard why should they see Die Hard and why is it uh, should they see it around Christmas time. Um, just because watching Christmas movies is kind of weird outside of Christmas time, but I would say just, I feel like Die Hard feels cozy around this time. And if you live in some like terrible place where it's cold <laughs> around this time, like watch Die Hard cause it's not fucking cold in this movie. Yeah. I think, I think it's a family movie. Yeah. It's a, it's a movie at the end of the day. It's about this couple that wants to, you know, want to solve the marriage thing and mm-hmm. that. Uh, their marriage problems and, and and live together, which is a little bit of a holiday spirit, well spirited yeah. thing. But I just think it's such a kick ass, cool uh, action movie. Yeah. Uh, it makes you smile. It makes you laugh. It doesn't take itself too seriously. You're not gonna see blood. It's not gonna yeah. have the consequences of real violence. It's just fun violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the best way of like you know a big Hollywood movie. It's like if it, your dad got stuck in this situation, like what? Right, would you it's do? any anyone, a normal person, you know, that's the yeah. Hitchcock premise of a person that is just a regular guy gets, you know, how would you react when the circumstances are impossible? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, in terms of history, I think is the movie that changes uh, how action movies will be. Uh, the direction of uh, action movies will take in, for the, in the following decade. Yeah, yeah for, the, for the better, for sure. Yeah. I think it's a really cool, fun movie, and you cannot go wrong. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I think it's something that you can watch with your parents, your 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 kids. Totally. Anyone. Yeah, and if somebody wants to watch a Hallmark movie, go, you know what? No, let's watch Die Hard. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, and, Merry and, Christmas. Enjoy Die Hard. See you guys.